Okay, great. Welcome to the Tuesday night MLMIA teleclass. And boy, we have a lot of people on the line tonight. We've got a phenomenal speaker. For those of you that are not familiar with the MLMIA, the MLMIA is a watchdog organization. They're actually an international trade organization in several countries, launched about 27 years ago. And we uh, promote the professionalism and ongoing education within our industry of network marketing and direct selling. These calls that we provide are just one piece of what the MLMIA does to help further the professionalism of our industry. Network marketing has grown to over a hundred plus billion dollar industry, and right now we used to be one time used to be a cottage cottage business, you know, a little part time thing, but not anymore. And tonight we have a phenomenal speaker. And for those of you who don't know me, I've been in the industry now for about 27 years. I sit on the board of directors for the MLMIA. I'm also on the chairman's council for the MLMIA. And one of the great privileges that I have is having the opportunity to interview phenomenal professionals like the one we have tonight, John Satchitoris, as well as company owners and corporate principals from different network marketing and direct selling companies, totally generic. So the information tonight is going to be phenomenal. So I'm going to go over now and introduce you to uh, John Satchitoris. Many of you on the line, I'm sure, know John. For those of you who don't, he's a phenomenal guy. I met John back in the early 90s. He's very dynamic, extremely focused, results-oriented, and he has incredible standards. Okay, he holds two business uh, degrees, one in marketing and one in business administration. He speaks six different languages. Okay, as a matter of fact, we used to call him Giannis the Greek. And he's an individual who loves to help people expand their imagination of what is possible. Those that have worked with him know his work ethic. I can tell you because I have worked with him. John was in one of my businesses many years ago when I first met him. And his uh, laser focus and energy is just absolutely amazing. And it's no coincidence that he's recently uh, just gotten up to the number 26th highest income earner position in the world rated by business for home. And, uh, I mean, he's just and he's done this in 24 months. I mean, just absolutely incredible. And tonight in the interview, we're going to be talking about, you know, if the economy is so bad, how can people like John could literally make his dreams come true? And we're going to have a phenomenal interview and his story. So with that, I'm going to go over now and, uh, and, and start the interview with uh, John. John, you online? Yes, Tony, how are you? I am online as always, ready to go. I know, you were always 100% ready to go, and I, when I first met you, John, I tell you, I looked I looked into your eyes, and I knew you had the eye of the tiger, and uh, you know what, you've just done some phenomenal things, man, you're just unbelievable. So, you know, before we uh, get going into the interview, John, can you tell everybody just your story? I mean, we met back in uh, Quorum, but right after you had come out of uh, Fund America, the first company you were with. And I remember when I met you and Hank Feingold introduced me to you and he said, you know, this John guy, he's got it. He's going to be super successful. And, boy, he was not kidding. And so if you could tell everybody just your story, how you get into the industry, why, and then what has taken you to get to a place where very few people in our industry will ever will ever have achieved or will ever achieve. Uh, John, I appreciate you sharing that with everybody before we get going. Uh, Tony, it is my pleasure to uh, an honor to be with you in this interview today. Uh, since I've met you 20-some years ago, uh, you were and still are one of my idols, one of the professions that I always looked up to, admired, and I always wanted to be like you. I remember 20 years ago, I was also 20 years uh, younger 
the reason that uh, I love network marketing is for the following. Because I have a business background and I understand corporate management and traditional businesses, uh, in the traditional world, the only few who are going to make most of the money are the either the shareholders or the owners of the company. In, uh, in the networking arena, however, we are given the opportunity to so many people to change their lives and improve their incomes. And in my heart, I always loved to help people, but I realized that in the corporate environment, that would be almost impossible except a nice paycheck. Uh, I realized also something else. <clears throat> By you helping others achieve what they want, you're going to achieve what you want. So I started developing that mental attitude of who else can I help become successful so I can share a portion of their success to me as well. I realize that the power of, the power of many is better than the power of one. Those simple concepts have allowed me to understand further that network marketing is not just to go out and talk to people and sell a product, but it starts with you. It starts with your mental attitude. It starts with your dreams, your wants, with, with your inner world to be able to have better relationships with other people. And I learned the last 20 plus years in networking that successful people do certain things that the majority of people are not willing to do. And my words always have been massive action, always. With that said, Tony, I was, I was fortunate to have worked with different network marketing companies without mentioning any company's names. There have been 11 of them. And in each one of them, I have acquired a great experience. I've met good people. And I've learned from the best how to become a better leader. Network marketing also I realized that is the only way for the masses of people to be able to create financial freedom. That's the reason I, I was so focused 20 years uh, ago to, to keep searching and looking and changing if I had to, which I did, from company to company looking for the right vehicle at the right time. Well, you know, John, uh, when, when we first met, you were you were so hungry. What I remembered, and you know, what you're saying here tonight to everybody is the value of personal and professional development, your mindset, your attitude, and of course, good mentorship. And I remember when when we were first uh, connecting, and Hank called me, and he was all excited about you joining the business. And I remember, you know sitting and talking with you and spending time, and you were just a sponge. I mean, you learned everything you could learn. You read whatever you could. You went to whatever trainings. I mean, you were front line and center, and you were excited, and you were really driven to be more and have more. And I remember that. And I remember you embracing that. And I guess with your education and background, and, of course, having six different languages, speaking six different languages, you understood the value. And, you know, you came here, you know, from another country, and you've done, you've, I mean, you've not only earned the American dream, but you've helped many, many, many people get the American dream as well. And that is just so incredible, John. You know, in your journey, you said you went through 11 companies. One thing that you're saying there is that you never gave up, even if you had the wrong company, even if you picked 
the wrong vehicle, and you never gave up, and you continue to learn. And then finally, over time, you know, you've created such a tremendous success story here in your mindset. Now, you know, a lot of people we talk to in the business, this economy has been really rough on a lot of people, you know, worldwide, not just North America. And, you know, in 24 months, I I believe, you know, we we can't make income claims, guys. This is not get rich quick. What John did was not easy. It was hard work, and he's been very, very focused. But, you know, you've gotten to the point where you're you're making more in a month than most CEOs make in a year, and you've done it in 24 months in a bad economy, John. So what do you think about that when people are going, oh, I can't build a business, oh, I can't do anything because the economy is terrible right now? What, what do you say to that, John? Because obviously you've proven that wrong. Well, first of all, Tony, and for everybody who's listening in, Everything starts with you. It starts with your dreams. It starts with your desire, the burning desire for more. You need to understand and evaluate your self-worth. How much do you worth? How much do you want out of life? Where would you like to be a year, three years, five years, ten years, twenty years from now? I have heard these phrases for so long and for so many years that they have transformed me in a way that I will always dream for more and dream for better. I never let down my desire. I never gave up because I knew that sometimes every person is not the same. Sometimes someone might take a little bit longer for circumstances, situations, personality, self-esteem, but you should never, never, ever, ever give up or let go. Because whatever you want, whatever you can actually see in your mind, if you are willing to make certain sacrifices for a few months, for a year, two years, three years, you can change your life entirely. But in order to do that as well, you have to become a student of success which means, and I had some issues with myself, my ego was too high, my pride was too high, I had languages, uh, six languages, uh, two degrees, a lot of business education, and sometimes our ego and pride coming in the way is going to slow down and maybe stop completely some people. So I learned how to humble myself and stay there because the humble you are, the more you're going to appreciate, recognize, and evaluate other people's experience and information. And what happened the last two months, uh, the last uh, two years, the last 24, 25 months, it's uh, more than the American dream, is what I came for in this country. I became a U.S. citizen. That was my goal, and I'm very proud of it. There, there is no better country than the United States of America, the land of opportunities, but we also have to work hard, but at the same time, we have to work intelligently and allow ourselves to follow a system, whatever system that may be. But we must be willing to give up a little bit of our knowledge and learn from somebody else. So you, in the last 24 months, John, I, I, and I know when you flew in uh, last year and we, we had the uh, evening together, and you were sharing with me, you know, that was your first year with uh, your present company. And you, at that point, you had reached some pretty significant 
income, uh, you definitely were, were high six figures heading to seven your first year and beyond. And I know when we were chatting and, and talking, you told me that I think in the beginning, the first few months, that even though you had the experience in, you know, in the industry that you've had and been around a long time, that I think in the very beginning you weren't quite following it 100%, but it didn't take you long to figure out what you needed to do, and you followed somebody that absolutely was blazing the trail, and you followed and, and, and literally did everything by the book, and obviously that has worked. And so, you know, systems are, are so critically important. It, it, when you're explaining um, to the group here, maybe you can give them some thoughts as to what you've done, uh, you know, you, your system in the last 24 months, also, you know, what's the right attitude and mindset to have? If somebody on this line wants to go to six or seven figures in the next 24 months, it's definitely possible. And John will give you some tips as to what it will take to do that and what he did in the last 24 months. Believe me, the economy is a state of attitude. There's always opportunity. In the Great Depression, there were more millionaires that jumped out of the windows, but there were also more new, new millionaires created. So it's a, it's a state of mind, state of attitude. And, John, maybe you can share with people the attitude and mindset as well, as well as what, you know, what they could do in the next 24 months, regardless of what company. We know that they need to plug into whatever system and whatever successful people are doing. If you could share some of that with us, that would be, that would be great. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, guys, I would like to paint the picture exactly as it was 29 months ago, January of 2009, where I had completely lost my traditional business. I had no more money coming in. Uh, money have gone out completely. Uh, I'm, I'm already behind on my mortgage. The savings are, are going very slow and very low. And now I'm looking for opportunities. I'm sure some of those are listening tonight, uh, they understand what I'm saying. The money is going down completely. Now you are open to listen to opportunities. So I was out there looking, and it took me four months until I found the right vehicle. June 24, 2009, I find myself with four months already behind on my mortgage, foreclosure note from the bank, my vehicle repossessed, no money at all in the bank. I'm already negative $1,300 minus several NSF, NSF you know, non-sufficient fund charges. The refrigerator was completely, almost completely empty. I was in the mercy of some good friends who were bringing some food for the house for my wife and my daughter. Desperate, 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 desperate. I could not sleep. I was stressed out. I was totally tense. But I never gave up my faith that something good is about to happen. And what happened is I found a perfect vehicle, for me at least. But even though I found it, the first 90 days, July 2009, August, and September, I was reluctant to listen to uh, suggestions and guidelines because of my expertise, because of my background, because of my knowledge, because of my ego. However, one day, <laughs> the water company came at the house and they shut down my water. 
And I found out Friday afternoon after I came back from a presentation that we have no more water available. That hit me so bad. I felt so embarrassed. I felt so small, 49 years of age, educated, two degrees, six languages with a lot of experience, and for $63, the water company shut down my water. Therefore, that night, I've made a commitment that I've got to do whatever it takes to change that so it will never happen again. Sometimes in our life, something is going to happen so strong, emotionally speaking, so strong, that it's going to force you to have a mental shift completely. From September of that, when that happened, I've made a decision to follow exactly what I was told to do without thinking of my own thoughts, without listening to my own voice, but follow the steps of someone who has proven to me documented results of financial success, of great values, of great principles, because most of us, unfortunately, educated people or not, we may are educated, we may be educated in certain, in certain subjects, in certain specialties, in certain professions, but most of the people, and I realize this now, I couldn't see it that back then, we, we, we are lacking certain philosophies, principles, and values about success, attitude, and the appreciation of money and what the money can do for you and the people who are around you is an instrument. From the moment, the exact date, Tony, was October 21st, 2009, that I've made a decision with my wife and my daughter. We sat down together on a dinner, and we made a commitment as a family, as a team, as one unity. And we said, we are going to follow a specific system as is being told to us for 18 months, we are going to uh, stop going to barbecue parties. We are going to forget the holidays. We are going to forget the weekends. We are going to distance ourselves from negative friends and relatives. We are going to isolate ourselves completely and entirely to a positive thinking of strong faith, of following instructions, of, of, of paying attention and taking massive action. And we made a decision as one family to do that by serving other people. And once we did that, Tony, from October 21st, 2009, we started to share that philosophy of how to serve others and how to become a better leader by example, walk the talk, not just talk the talk, but just walk the talk, we were doing everything we were teaching to the other people in our group, and then all of a sudden, we, we saw leadership to start flourishing. We saw duplication like never before. Philosophies and principles in life, success, servant, servant leadership, and appreciation is far beyond than any other knowledge you can have following the right system as it was told to us 
Tony, we have been doubling the volume month after month, and our group right now, our team, is the largest uh, group of, of our present company. We have hundreds of families who are financially secure and stable. Quite a few are financially free, and quite a few are completely wealthy right now. And that is a major blessing. Wow. John, that is incredible. Can you share with um, uh, the folks here on the line? I mean, a lot of people, you know, you've got a business now, I believe it's doing close to, if not, $4 million a month in business, you know. And when you started, John, you know, it was just you. You didn't have a group. You know, you had to go out there and, and make the initial approaches, and you had to sit down with people and share with them the story. Can you share with everybody here, really, because a lot of people don't understand the math between leveraged income and linear income, the fact that exponential growth and compounding, you know, what it can do for your life, and as you, as you explained it so eloquently on the beginning of the call. Can you explain to everybody, you know, when they see someone so successful like that, they think, oh, you must have enrolled hundreds of people or, you know, thousands of people or ran ads all over the place, worked, you know, 23 out of 24 hours a day. Can you explain to everybody how many people you've sponsored into your present company in the last two years and, and what that's, you know, you've got 45,000 people in 25 months now. And how many people have you sponsored and how many people have you worked with to develop that organization? Because most people have a hard time believing, really, that it doesn't require hundreds of thousands of people to make a business this large. Uh, uh, what it takes, Tony, is, and for everybody who's listening in, what it takes is, number one, uh, have a strong vision, understand exactly where your company is going, have a good understanding about the product, uh, have belief in yourself, the team, and the company, and the system, and the leadership. Those are intangible values. But then after that, understanding the, the duplication and multiplication fact of network marketing is the following. We are sharing a product. We are sharing a benefit. We are sharing information and testimony. We are sharing our story. By, by saying sharing, I never said selling. Sharing means that you're going to sit down with someone and share with them a personal experience that, ha that, ha that was a benefit to you that had helped other people. Sharing means that you're going to have a nice conversation without being pushy, without inconveniencing the other person, without judging the other person, simply talking to the people about something that happened to you and it can happen to them. When we talk about network marketing, we're not out to, to look for 1,000 people to sponsor ourselves. We're going to look one person at a time. Uh, I would suggest like we did the first 10 days, uh, actually the first week we sign up 10 people by sharing the product, giving them a testimony, allowing them a day or two to understand the product and feel some of the effects. And then we told them that if you'd like to make some money, may I please share with you some information. I will sit down with that prospect and I will ask them questions like, are they happy with their existing business or their job or their lifestyle? Would they like to have something better in their life? Would they like to have more in their life? Are they willing 
to invest a little bit extra time from family and other activities to learn a new trade, a new business, to put some effort to grow and expand further because as we are building a team, we are building relationships. We have personally sponsored only 59 friends, 59 people only. I believe in strong leadership, which means you, you bring as many as you can, not fast enough. You bring 10, maybe 15 people in your first month or two, and now you're going to, those who are going to work with you, they will identify themselves. Now you work with them, developing a better relationship. Work with them, help them grow their business. And then every single month, as a good example of leadership, you should be recruiting two to three new people in your business to expand your business by developing strong, quality people to keep helping them to develop depth. The fact of duplication, you're going to have good quality people. It doesn't mean professional people or experienced people. We are talking about people who deserve and they know they deserve more, they want more, and they are willing to work with you. And those who will work with you, you're going to become very strong partners and friends, and you're going to attend every event, you're going to attend every seminar that is available, because we all need to stay motivated. We all need to see other people that look like us, behave like us, so we can say, well, if that person can do it, I can do it. We need to be engaged all the time, especially having our dreams vividly in our vision every single day. You should have a book with all your dreams. Create your own bookstore, your own manual. The universe is a whole catalog. Whatever you ask, you can have. Put it on, on a manual, three-ring binder, collect pictures, document it, classify it, home, car, clothes, jewelry, vacation, savings, college, whatever it is, start building your life. So by working with a few people and help them duplicate themselves, they're going to end up multiplying themselves to thousands of people. I have a very simple phrase that I ask most of my people. I can be your friend, which means I will always tell you what you want to hear. I will always be there for you to help and support you. Or I can be your coach. Coach meaning that I will, I will, I will force you in a way that I understand your strengths. I will help you to push your limits. I will be uh, not on a disciplinary manner, but I will be there to remind you every single day your promises, your dreams, your desires. I will make sure that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but I will tell you up front, as a coach, you will be uncomfortable. As a friend, you will be comfortable. But success only comes from being uncomfortable. So those who accept the challenge to accept me as their coach, I do take it very seriously, and I'm on their side every single day to make sure they have accountability of their actions and results as a reminder, as the GPS. You said you want to go over there, but you are over here. So let's take you back on track. And then we have the mentorship uh, relationship, which is 
very uh, selective, where somebody who is going to accept to become mentor by myself, or anybody who is going to have a mentor, they must be willing to allow that relationship to grow without asking questions. I've made a decision with my sponsor in, in my present company. I have allowed myself uh, to be mentored by my sponsor, who is also my mentor and who is also my very good friend of mine, who is younger than me, who doesn't speak six languages, but he's, he has a tremendous success in network marketing and in business. He's very wealthy, very humble, so I'm, I'm doing my best and even more to become as humble as he is, to become as great mentor as he is, and to help others to achieve the same level of success because sometimes through the mentorship process, we're going to have to accept that who we are today, we are not the perfect human beings, but we can improve ourselves through the knowledge and wisdom of other people. Wow. You know, John, you had you hit on so many points. You know, for those of you who are listening to this, one of the values is this call is recorded, and it's up for four weeks for people that are not part of the MLMIA. And, of course, if you're a member, it's there. Any of the calls we do are there unlimited, and we go back several years. But you got to listen to this call over and over. There's so much information that John shared. And this, the, everything John's talking about, he's right. He's hit the nail right on the head on so many points. Well, one of the things you said, you know, you, you enrolled 59 people, and I believe you told me you had like eight personally enrolled that really turned out to be serious. So, John, let me ask you, how did you, um, you, you didn't get to where you got to because you babied people, you coached them, you were strong, you showed tough love, um, but you cared about them. You know, people like the old saying goes, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and you've proven that. My question is, is what did you do with the people that uh, – what qualities did you look for in the people that have been successful in the very beginning as far as when you first started them, they were willing to be coached by you or they eventually came around to it. But the ones that were whining, the ones that were negative, the ones that were, I don't know if I can do this, or the ones that weren't calling you, you didn't let that stop you. You kept and continued to look for people that really wanted, had that burning desire, which is the absolute number one quality that everybody that's successful in this industry has, regardless of their background, is a burning, burning desire. It's so critical. What, what did you do with the people that were negative? And, and did you work with the people that, were, that weren't calling you, or did you just move on? How, how, do, you, how do you determine who you work with, John? Uh, Tony, everybody that we meet in our daily life, uh, we always must respect uh, and appreciate each and every person that we meet. But we also have to remember one thing. It's always what you want. It's your life. It's your family. It's your business. It's your future. You are in the driving seat. So first of all, you need to know who you are and where you want to go, number one. Number two, those who are going to work with you and they would like to work with you, what I look for is their understanding of what they want and how we can work together to make it happen. I'm looking for discipline. I'm looking for responsible people. I'm looking for coachable people, people who are willing to let go of their ego. Sometimes the age and the education can become an issue. When I hear people starting to complain, 
well, you know, the product hasn't arrived on time. Well, you know, some people told me that it's a pyramid. Some people told me that, you know, this kind of businesses don't work. I always ask one question. Are you willing to stay with that kind of mentality and information, or would you allow me to educate you so you can see things from a different perspective? Because if they don't agree to educate themselves, I tell them, you know what, right now is not the right time for you, and I understand where you're coming from, and I feel for you. I will also be here for you. Maybe you should come on board later, or maybe you should slow down a little bit. Because some people don't like to be pushed around because that's how they feel. So the best way to show them leadership is by sponsoring new people, always stay in touch with the other ones who are going to be on the sleeping mode or they're going to be on the complaining mode. You need to move on with new people. Why? Because as new people will come in your business, you're going to become a better leader. You're going to become a better person. You're going to be stronger as an individual. You're going to have a better results. Your attitude will change. When you go back again and send them a small note and let them know about your success and you are still here to help them, you are still here for them, you have never forgot them, regardless of your monetary success, regardless of your leadership success, you should never forget the initial people who join you in the business. Just send them reminders, but don't allow their complaining. Don't allow their negative thoughts. Don't allow their insecurity to stop you from growing because it's not their fault. It's not their time. If you believe it's your time, you need to look out for people like you. That's what I'm looking out. I'm looking for dynamic people. I'm looking people with desire. I'm looking, I don't care if somebody comes and says, John, I love to be in this business. I don't have any money. That's okay. I'm going to show them how, with no money, they can go out and pre-sell the product, market the product to the ones that they know of, people that they know. I'm going to show them a way to generate an income even if they have zero dollars available in their pocket. But I want to work with people who are willing to work. I don't have time for whiners and complainers because my family deserves the best. And there are people out there who are waiting for you, but they just don't know who you are yet. And sometimes as you develop your, yourself, as you become a better leader, as you become a better person, that is very important because you're going to find yourself making a lot of money, paying 20, 30, 50,000, a hundred thousand a month or more, and all of a sudden, maybe your mental attitude may change. Maybe now your ego is going to go higher than before, and you should always, like I said to everybody, you should always stay yourself, keep yourself humble. Money should change in your bank account, but money should never change you as a person. It should make you a better person. And now you're going to find yourself that those who have been complaining, they will come back to you. They will care about you more because they will, they will appreciate that you never left them behind, but that you show them who you are by example. They're going to have higher respect for you. 
And those are the kind of people who at a later time, they will develop themselves into great leaders because you show them an, an example that they're looking to see. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, one of the key points that you hit on when you were talking about who you work with and is someone's timing, the timing in their life. You know, we talk about timing in the economy and timing in business, but, you know, one of the key factors, John, as you hit on, is timing in people's lives. And, you know, I like how you do it. I do it very much the same way, you know, where if someone's not ready right now or their timing just isn't right, you know, I don't make them feel bad. You know, I, I let them know that I care. And I let them know that I'm there for them whenever they are ready, and I keep that relationship. And one thing that you said is so critical is you go out and, you know, you don't manage your group. You lead by example. You, you People follow through emulation and modeling. You don't tell them what to do. You show them what to do. And I think that's a really big distinction. Every leader that I know and have ever worked with understands that. You, you manage things, but you lead people. And by leading, you lead by example. You don't do anything. In other words, you don't tell people to do something that you yourself would not do. And, and that's how you earn the respect, I believe, as a leader. Where some people, they come out of corporate America and they believe that they should be managing. Well, you know, these are, these are entrepreneurs we're dealing with, not, you know, nine-to-five salaried people. So you've got to lead here, and it's a volunteer army. So that was such a critical point, John, that you made in the first step in leadership, John, I believe you'll agree, in the you factor, meaning it is all about you, the first step in leadership is, you know, there's an old saying, you have to lead yourself first. So, you know, if you, there's an old, there's actually a very good saying I love, and it's, you know, it kind of goes like this, that, you know, leader of one, leader of many, but if you can't lead one, you can't lead any. And so what you're talking about is you have developed an organization by emulation and teaching people and wrapping your arm around them and saying, hey, we can do it together, helping them with their confidence, looking at their strengths and rewarding their strengths, but at the same time looking at their weaknesses and helping them through personal and professional development to educate and develop themselves because it's all about personal, professional development and growth. So that was this phenomenal, phenomenal uh, just last few minutes, what you were sharing there about leadership and, and, and the skills. And, of course, learning through leadership. You can learn a lot by a book. You can learn a lot by these calls. You can learn a lot by seminars. But really there's nothing better than emulation modeling, being able to, to work with those. And for those of you on the line, let me give you a kind of a clue. If you're in a company, and I know there's a lot of companies represented here on this call tonight, and here's what I would suggest to you. If your sponsor for some reason is part-time or isn't, isn't really there or they're just a product user, don't use that for a reason not to do your business. Look upline. In every company, there are leaders that are doing it right, that, like John said, are following the system, that are having success, that are blazing the trail. Look upline and call them and say, look, if you're serious about your business, ask them to mentor you, even if there are three, four, five, six levels above. And a good example of that is when I met John back in the, in the early 90s, John was on my sixth level in my business, on my sixth level. But you know what? I identified him as a leader. I knew he had what it took. 
and his sponsor, Hank Feingold, who, who was brand new to the industry but had been very successful, had a $3.2 million company he had sold prior to getting into network marketing. And, you know, Hank just saw that you know, had, John had success written all over him. But you know what? We went down and we worked with John. Even though John was on my sixth level, I got close to John and worked with him, and he was always there at the trainings. He was always there learning. So if you're, if you're in a company and you don't have a sponsor, they quit, that's okay. Find somebody that can mentor you. Find somebody that's leading by example and utilize that because, you know, one thing that I've learned, and, John, I'm sure you'll cover a few minutes on this, even though you've enrolled 59 people and you have eight personally enrolled leaders that you've been mentoring and working with, how often, and, and I know in my own case I've seen this, more often than not the people that you introduce aren't the ones that will be successful, aren't the ones that want it bad enough, aren't the ones that are willing to pay the price. But there are people that are in depth that come in from those people or from those people. It's an old saying, it's not who you know, it's who they know. It could be even who they know who they know. So in that case, and, and when you're looking for leadership in depth, John, in your case, what have you found? Have you found that a lot of your leaders have come in depth that were introduced by somebody else? Absolutely. Some of them are in, down on my 16th level. I have another one on the 11th level. But like we, like we always look for, the access point in the depth of organization, because sometimes in network marketing we forget that the money the future, the security is not at the front line, is on the depth. And the deeper we work, regardless how many levels, we're going to look for that star. We're going to look for that individual. We're going to look for that individual on the bottom, on the depth. It doesn't matter how deep it is, but we're also going to do it correctly. We're going to do it through the leadership communication. We're, I'm not going to go down 20 levels in depth trying to find that person myself, I'm going to go through each different level asking questions. Who is your leader? Who is the person that has the most volume? Who is the most excited? Could you please introduce me? I would love to help you and them and work together as a team. Therefore, I request for permission because I don't want to disturb the leadership philosophy within that team. I always edify the leader of the leader, of the leader, of the leader. Therefore, I have a nice, respectful organization that everybody respects each other because edification is a powerful tool to grow your business because the people that you know, they may trust you, but they may not respect you. But if you edify correctly your upline leader who can come and work with you for you and your team, you edify your leader correctly, they don't know the leader, so there is no trust, but there is respect. And using your leader correctly is going to help you build your business dramatically. How many levels deep? It doesn't really matter. Because some people will go out of business. Some people will be slow in the business. Some people would not achieve any level. Some people would not con continue to purchase every month by, by having a good understanding where your superstars are in depth. You're going to have a residual income like you have never seen before. Mm. Wow. You know, 16th level. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. We see it all the time. 
that's why you know john when you when you were building your business here the last several months last two years when you you got your 59 people maybe you can explain I, I don't believe you did it cold i know when we talked last year it was mostly through people that you either met or or close, people that you knew um you know you're not out there sending spamming people on linkedin or facebook you know come join my opportunity go to this website you're not running craigslist ads you're not calling lists you know you're not doing any of that are you you have you've not done any of that since you've been building your company have you not at all and by by the way let's 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 go from the basics and understand the following 95 or more percent of the people in network marketing they join networking because they want to make 500 or a thousand dollars extra part-time these people the majority have a job they are already busy. Most people in that percentage, they don't have any business experience. They don't know how to place the ads. They don't know how to answer the ads. They don't know how much it's going to cost and what it's going to take and how many flyers they're supposed to put out. They don't know what to do with, with the leads. They just don't know about any marketing and advertising activities whatsoever. And even if they do know, it's not duplicatable by other people. But what it is easy and it is duplicatable is the sharing of a product and an information. Therefore, I build my business by sharing products, by talking to people that I know, by asking referrals, referrals from the people that I know. Let's say I'll talk to George. Say, George, listen, this is my product. And if you like it, I'll appreciate your comments. And there is a business attached with the product. I'm going to ask you a couple of days. I'm going to ask you a question. If you like to be a consumer or if you like to build a business part-time with me and make some extra income. And if it's the business, if it's not for you, which is okay, I would appreciate if you can refer me some of your friends, which I'm going to give them some products for free with no commitments. Because therefore, I may find somebody who is looking for a part-time income. Therefore, instead of spreading ads, spending money, a lot of effort, with strangers, I went through a list of people that I know, I gave them products, and I asked for referrals who have helped me build a, a positive foundation of people who knew people that they trust. And when the trust is there, it's a lot easier to communicate with others. So no ads, no flyers, no internet, no website personalized, no anything of that stuff, just talking to people. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, um, we, the Internet's a powerful tool, John, as you know, and it can be used to do a lot of great things. But when it, when it comes right down to it, we are in relationship marketing, and some people want to take shortcuts, and the shortcut is not the shortcut, it's the long cut. You know, the shortcut is doing it right once. If you do this right once, it will pay you for years, if not decades, and, and we found that to be the case. And that, that advice is phenomenal. When, now, when you... Uh, when you start a new person, John, and this is, I believe, so critical, you know, getting somebody started right, getting them in the right, you know, getting them plugged into whatever system that you're using within the company, getting their attitude right, preparing them to kind of do battle because we know what happens. You know, the negative brother-in-law says, ah, you're doing one of those. Or, you know, the coworker goes, ah, what are you doing that for, you know? And you've got to prepare people, and I've always believed in this philosophy that I like to let people know, you know, this is, this is so good that you don't have to stretch it. This is, you know, we can be totally truthful 
and networking because let's face it, you know, where else can somebody, you know, anybody look at John, you know, who's not even, you know, he's not even a born citizen here. He came here from another country. Where else can you go and, and create a six and seven figure income in as little as two, you know, 12, 24, 36 months? Where else can you do that? So this is so good. We don't have to oversell it. But I like to prepare people, and I've always done this, John, as you probably remember, is to let them know what they're going to deal with. They're going to deal with their negative friends and family. They're going to have people that are going to say no. They're going to have people that are afraid of success. They're going to have that. And then they've got to realize that failure is built into this model. I mean, you know, people think, well, you know, people quit. Well, they quit in everything. They quit in their marriages. They quit when they go to the gym. They make their New Year's resolution on, July 3rd, I mean, on January 3rd. They've, they've given up and they're eating the cake. So people in life quit. That's just a factor. I like to prepare people for that, John. I know you do as well, to give them the truth, give them the facts. And if they can handle it, they can handle it. If they can't, that's okay. But at least you're being truthful with them. So when you start off a new person in your business, what do you do with them in that first, seven, you know, the first few days, that first week, that first month? What do you do with them initially to get them on the right road? Uh, the first thing I do with them is it's a it's a very basic uh, question that I've got from Think and Grow Rich. Number one, I will ask them exactly if they know exactly what they want, because understanding what they want is critical. So I know what they want. Then now they realize what they want uh, as much as possible. And then the next question is, uh, by when do they want it? For example, I ask them to write me a budget. I want to know what, what is their monthly budget. I want them to see in writing how much money they need every month for rent, for food, for car, for insurance, for fuel, for school supplies, whatever expenses they have on a monthly basis. Because most people, they know they have bills, but they are afraid to face them. They know that they're writing checks, but if you really ask them, they don't even want to remember to whom there are the checks to. So by having a budget in writing, and I see, let's say, they need $2,000 a month for their household needs, I'll ask them, uh, George, uh, let's work together for the next 30 to 90 days to make sure that at least 1000 to $2,000 a month, it will be coming to you on a monthly basis. Is this something that will be good for you on a part-time basis? They say yes. Now I got their attention. I never talk about ten thousand a month and twenty thousand a month because most people they don't know what that is. Most people they are afraid of a lot of money because they never had it before. It's the unknown. They understand five hundred, fifteen hundred, three two thousand. They understand that number, and as they start collecting that, earning that number, uh, that amount of money, they're going to start believing that more is is available. What do they want? By when do they want it? what they're willing to do, give up, or work with to achieve their, 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 their accomplishments, their desires, then we're going to sit down together and work a plan of action. The plan of action is based on their time availability. I will let them, I will let them write down every single day what do they do from what time to what time so we get determined which time they have available away from their commitments. So we're going to identify six to eight hours a week, ten hours a week on different time schedule. So now we have identified their working schedule part-time for their new business. And then we're going to make a commitment to start executing that plan 
by following a specific system. Obviously, every company is going to have a different system. But by doing so, you help somebody identify why they want to do it, how fast do they want to accomplish it. The plan of action is going to be worked in conjunction together to fit their time uh, availability. So they don't feel threatened they, because most people, they don't like changes to start with. They will accept change later when the money is coming in. Now they're going to start changing IP thoughts and so forth. But once we do that, now you have somebody who's really willing to work. You're going to let them know that for about 100 people, most likely 90 people may not accept, don't want, and may reject that opportunity, which is fine. So we're going to work with 10 people. But we need to go through 100 to find those 10. It might be the last 10 out of 90. It might be the first 10 out of 100. So once they are aware of it, like you said, very, very, you're so right. You have to tell them the truth. You have to build the right expectations so they don't have pitfalls through the process. So you're not going to lose them because they didn't understand from the beginning what is it going to take. That's right. That's right. And in, in calls like this, John, I know when we uh, when we were working together many years ago, you were incredible about learning and going to trainings and events. And if you remember right back then, John, you remember what it was like to get the information that was so critical to get around the successful people. We had to drive. We had to pay the price. We didn't get. We didn't do. We didn't have conference calls like this and webinars and and all the the tools that we have to bring this kind of information and how valuable this information years ago what we had to go through the price we had to pay and today you know how important is it for people to be listening to calls like this or any of the training events that you know the company that you're part of does or the webinars how important is that from a from a system standpoint and and just from from a success standpoint in your opinion it's extremely important because when I look back 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and even 10 years ago, we used to drive hours, 20 hours, 15 hours, four or five people in one car with a very small luggage, with the same suit for three days. We're just changing shirts and ties so we can look a little bit different. I remember we used to be like five, six, seven guys in one room sleeping on the floor. Uh, having turns, who's going to be on the bed tonight, who's going to go on the floor, who's going to go in the bathtub, because we couldn't even afford the hotel room. I remember those days. I remember we were on the front line. We were right at the door, 5 a.m., standing in line to be right at the beginning of one. As soon as we open the door, we want to make sure we are on the front row. We've never missed an event because every event was powerful, was different, were educated. And, and, and those events, they are, you are building emotions, you are building knowledge, uh, you are feeding yourself with motivation, you get excited, but most of all, you develop yourself to a better person. And I cannot thank you enough, Tony, for all the events we took, over. we participated together with your help. And your knowledge back then it was a tremendous help for me. I was able to learn a lot. And even now, I never, ever, never, ever miss an event. I remember I went to Jamaica September 2009 for the Kaplan's Convention. I was able to put together the, the money for the airfare. I could now reserve my hotel room. 
I had only $58 to my name. That's all I took with me to eat for five days. But I went there without a room. I stood by the reception desk for four hours asking several people from the company, distributors that I have met and seen before, if they have a room so I can spend the night with them because I couldn't afford my own room. It took me four hours and somebody kind enough and said to me, come and share the room with us. Four hours. $58 just to have cookies and coffee every single day because that's all I could afford to purchase for five days, just cookies, basically. Different flavors, different kind of cookies because my desire to learn, to succeed, to bring my family to a different and better level of lifestyle, it was stronger than the embarrassment not to have a room and not to have enough money to go in on the table. This is the kind of, uh, of mental attitude you should have to give everything you've got and more. Never look back because every single time you have failed in the past is not a failure. It's another experience. It's another step to your success that is coming. Maybe it's right here. Maybe it's in the corner. Maybe it's right in front of you. Maybe this phone call was the one that you were looking for to make that shift. Events are critical. I tell my people, you can take a bus, train, plane, a bicycle, and if you can't afford start walking. But you have to be, you must be in every single event, regardless the distance, the price, or the time. Wow. You know, you, you bring back a, a lot of memories, and you shared some critical points there. You know, John, you know, I, for years I've taught people, because people say to me all the time, you know, what, what really, you know, what's the secret? Come on, Tony, tell me, tell me the things that, you know, like we're going to hold back, you know, because, you know, but newbies will do that. You know, what's the secret? And, you know, what you just described in the last two minutes is validated everything that I've been sharing for years, which, you know, when, I, when they asked me that, I say, well, there's three qualities that every leader has that's successful, and no leader that I know is missing one. And the first one is burning desire, which you just described so eloquently, that burning desire to be more, to have more, to learn more, to, you know, to get there, to be there at 5 a.m., to be there on the front row when the mentor or the trainer is teaching you the things that you want to learn because you want to change your life. You're, you're talking about paying that price to drive and, and, and sharing a hotel room with, and I said, boy, we did that a lot back then, didn't we? You know, and it was a lot of fun, though. We actually enjoyed it. But, you know, you're, you're describing those three keys very eloquently. Number one, that burning desire. Number two is the coachability, the mentorship, and, and you, you were awesome at that. You learned and, and from anybody you could, and you were respectful of those that were successful, and you knew they could teach you something. And that coachability is everything, number two. And then the number three, and, and finally, this, this, is, um, this may be a shock to some, but the reason we call network marketing is because there's a work in the middle. It's not net play. It's not let party, although it can be a party. It can be a lot of fun. But it's network marketing, the third principle, you know, of, of the core principles that successful leaders have is what you've been describing. You weren't afraid to roll your sleeves up and go to work 
And I know you've had tremendous success. And as we're finishing the interview here and winding down, it went so fast. It's been such a privilege and such an honor. I'm almost in tears just doing this because it's just incredible. But, you know, as we're winding down, um, you know, maybe you can you can share with people, you know, you worked your face off to get where you've gotten to. You've paid your dues over the years. You've done today what most people won't do to have tomorrow what most people can't. Now, maybe you can share with people, has it been worth it? And just a minute or two of, of what, what, how your life has changed, what it's done for you and your family and your friends, and what, what kind of freedoms and, and, and incredible things have, have you been able to do here. Has it been worth it? You, you paid your dues. I mean, you worked your face off. We know that, and that's so critical. So if you just share with everybody just you know how it's changed your life. Absolutely, Tony, and that's a very... Uh very sensitive uh, subject for me because I've been married for 18 years and with a wonderful daughter of 17 years old. Uh, Both my wife and daughter have followed me and have uh, shared and supported me in every business venture that I I decided to be involved with. And that's very important for everybody. Put your family together. Husband and wife, kids, is one unity. Work together. And uh, Two two years ago, when we had nothing, we have made a commitment to do whatever it takes. We had to sell our dining room set, $3,850 when I bought it. A few years back, I sold it for $800. Uh, The living uh, living room, couch and couple of chairs and table and several lamps and three television sets and some other stereo equipment because I needed the money to fuel my business. We almost emptied the house, but we knew the sacrifice. We had to get down on certain foods because we were going to survive with the least possible to gain time to build our business, and it paid off. How does it feel today? Uh, Peace of mind, uh, happiness, uh, as a family, we have never been stronger than ever. We have never been more close than ever. The respect that my daughter has for us, the parents, the wife and myself, uh, it's incredible. Her leadership skills in school has increased dramatically. Her grades are incredible. Uh, her attitude has changed completely as a daughter of 16, 70 years old right now. Uh, she is one, one of the top three students in school. She studies and works in school more than ever. She realizes now that she needs to work as hard as possible because to, to maintain yourself as the number one status is going to take a lot of work, but it's very rewarding. We saw her, we are looking at her self-esteem, incredible, the obedience, the discipline, the, the responsibility that she has at 16 and a half years old. It's incredible. Looking at my wife's self-esteem, appearance, ability to speak in front of the public is incredible. The unity we have as a family. Uh, if you talk about uh, uh, financial changes, uh, our house is paid off. Our vehicles are paid for. We own two straight limousines, big ones, Town uh, uh, Lincoln. One is for our leadership team and one is our private vehicle. We were able to remodel my wife's parents' house in Panama, my mother's house in Greece. We are able now to have 
certain donations on a monthly basis in, in certain charges that we appreciate and would like to help. Well, our quality life, our, our clothes, our jewelry, uh, the furniture, uh, money-wise, is we have investments, we have some real estate, but money is just an instrument. We we are looking at ourselves as more people than ever. We feel so hum- more humble than ever. We we are more close to God than ever. We are looking to help people more than ever. We have this peace of mind when we go to sleep at night time. We don't have we don't feel that stress that we had years back and for many many years. What is it going to be next month? What is going to be the next three months? We never had it. We don't have a concern if somebody's going to take my car out of my driveway. Is the water bill going to be paid off or not? All the bills are paid for automatically. That uh, we can travel first class. We can, we stay in nice hotels in a large suite rooms. We enjoy life. We go to every restaurant that we like. To. We don't have to worry about price. We can take now our friends and help our families as well. It, it, it's a blessing to be where, you, where we are today, and we want this for everybody else. It's not about only about the money. The money is, is a tool, is an instrument. But the way we feel, the way we are as a family, there is no price that I can put on that. And that's what I, I tell everybody that I talk to, because that has more value than any millions of dollars you can have. When husband, wife, and kids, they all work as a unit, when they all understand and respect each other, when they're all working together for better, when you have your children telling you that, I, from the money you're giving me every week, I have, made it, I have enough savings because Christmas, I want to go and give kids. It gets emotional, Tony, because when you see your daughter thinking about the other kids and she has the, the, her own funds to do that, what, what, what more can you expect of becoming a better person when your kids are thinking about other people? And that, there is no money to pay for it. Network marketing, guys, it doesn't matter which company you're in. You must make a decision to become a better leader and a better person. You must obey the system. You must help the other people first to help yourself as well. And you always have to think more positive and become blessings for other people. That's what it takes. And it's, it's a lifestyle. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Will I do it again? Absolutely. Will I go, go back again, broke and do it all over again? Yes, I would. Because there is nothing else out there for the majority of people to be able to change their lives just by simply following a simple system and helping others. Wow. John, I'll tell you, uh, give me a second to get myself composed here. You know, I I remember last year when you called me. And it was so cool when you got your first stretch limo and you called me and you sounded like a little kid, you know, and, oh, we could do this and do this now. And it was, you, you just, it was so much fun. And, 
but then you see the you know the serious side too besides the fun and the toys and trinkets and all the things that we can make in this industry but just what you shared with your daughter and what's gone on in your family wow well everybody um this unfortunately the, the interviews come down to a close we've gone a little bit over and uh i i just i just got to say john uh, you're a world class leader i have so much respect for you and I love you, brother. You're just amazing. I, I'm just so glad that I had some little piece, some at some point, and 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 you know, beginning on in your career. And so glad to have you as my friend. And uh, you just, like I said, you're a world class leader, and you're a servant leader. And that's the last point I want to end on here, guys. What you're hearing from John tonight, so importantly, it's it's not about us. It's about them. It's about the people that you need to bring hope to them. You need to give them hope in their eyes. And network marketing, it may not be for everybody, but it is the last bastion of free enterprise. And it is a place where the average person can become extraordinary if they want to, if they want it bad enough. And that's what we have here. And, John, you know, your servant leader, um, your attitude and philosophies have, have really uh, moved me tonight because that's I'm so proud of who you become, not just what you've done, but who you become as a person. And, you know, my friend, I've really enjoyed the time that we've spent here today. And everybody, you know, you heard what John said, what he had to learn, what he had to go through to get the information. Like this call tonight, this is recorded. For those of you that want to listen to it again, it will be posted for four weeks at the MLMIA website. And you also, if you if you decide to, and I would highly recommend it, you can join the MLMIA. It's, it's pennies. It's $60 a year. And just for these calls alone, it's worth 10, 20, 30 times that or more because any one of these calls, you can get valuable information just like you got tonight from uh, from John here. And next week we're going to have Mike Schlegel, uh, the owner of a network marketing company who's been around the industry for at least three decades now. And that's going to be the next following Tuesday night. That's going to be a great call. And I uh, just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening in and being part of this very, very special call. And once again, John, it has been my absolute pleasure to have this time with you tonight. So, John, thank have you. a wonderful – oh, you're welcome, my friend. Have a well, wonderful night. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. God bless and have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you, Tony, for being my friend and for this interview. It's a privilege and honor for me as well. And thank, thank you for everybody who's listening. We'll see you soon at the top. God bless you, and good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you, John.